Hi and welcome to the official PlayStation Magazine podcast. I am editor Matthew Pellet, and I'm joined today by the usual suspects. Hello, I'm games editor Jen Simpkins. And I'm staff writer Ben Tyra. And it's 2017. It's a new year. Happy yeah. new year, everyone. Happy new year. Um, hope all you listeners had great Christmases, uh, good new years. We were hoping to get a Christmas cast out just before we broke up, but the perils of the short issue, um, they... Yeah, yeah they just it meant we was couldn't. not going to be possible. <laughs> I mean, I had a, I had a cough that meant disrupted everybody in the office every we, ten minutes. We were oh, both dear. incredibly ill. It yeah. was like, yeah, we were just like, it's like some J horror stuff going on. I almost fell asleep watching like Rogue One in the twins. cinema. Yeah, oh yeah, a little restorative sleep. To be fair, the first half of Rogue One's pretty. Good. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I nearly, I nearly fell asleep. Oh. You, I started off strong with lots of Mads Mikkelsen. Not a lot of no, Mads Mikkelsen. No, didn't start strong at all. Week, 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 until, like, probably the last third, I would say. But then? Oh, but there oh, are so many hot takes flying around about Rogue One. But this isn't a Star Wars podcast. No, no, no. Could, could be, could be. So we're going to kick off as we always do, which is with what we're playing now. Obviously, we've all been playing a lot over Christmas, and mm-hmm. we just got back, and we're still playing some of that stuff. So guys, who wants to go first? And what are you playing? You know, I'll, I'll take I'll take the lead today. I've been playing lots of Rise of the Tomb Raider over Christmas. Oh, okay. So uh, me and my girlfriend, uh, we played the first Tomb Raider together, and we've kind of we've got to the Soviet installation in the new one. That's not very far in, Ben. No, I know. That's what scares me because <laughs> how I'm long also... have you been playing it for? Uh... Did you struggle to get off that mountain at the start? Well, my the real <laughs> yeah. I just it said push forward. And I kept pushing backwards. Right, and I yeah. did not understand why. It's the first rule of video games. It tells you to go right, you go left. That's where the secrets are. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I've only spent about six or seven hours on it. How? Hang on. I've been so doing a lot of installation, and you've been six or seven hours. Well, I've done. I've just come back to it. Oh, well, that's not what you said at all. <laughs> I'm still in that area. <laughs> I'm just like, uh-huh. Sorry. Um, so I've been on it, playing it for six, seven hours. I'm about twenty five percent through right, of okay. the story so far. But I've been like, I've been ticking off all the optional tombs, uh, focusing on collectibles because I have massive OCD over that. And it's it's a lot of fun to play. The stories are bobbins. Oh, it's total garbage. It's... I said that in the review. I did the review for us, and like that game won awards for its writing. <laughs> And that is BS, because it is terrible. It's a terrible story. I'm sorry, I know that will offend some people who really love the Tomb Raider story, but it's garbage. Yeah, it's awful. I can't stand it. And it's poorly acted. Camilla Luddington cannot do good voiceover. If that is what she can do, it's no good. She's just like, oh, her enunciation of everything, every syllable is dragged out to insane lengths. And it has that very video game problem of having far too many swear words that mm. feel like they're there just to prove that it's mature and edgy. Like, you know, hey, this isn't your this isn't your young brother's video game. <laughs> I know the F This isn't okay, your guys. mom's video I, um, game. I remember when Square Enix was first showing off the reboot and a bunch of us were all um, invited over to Square's office in London to see uh, Tomb Raider for the first time. And we, all, we were sat around the table. It was like different people from different magazines and a couple of people from, from, uh, from some websites. And um, we were there with a guy called Carl, was it Carl Stewart? I think it was. Uh, I I think so. He used to be quite high up at Crystal Dynamics. He's since left now. Uh, And yeah, it's like, hey, here's Tomb Raider. Here's like the first, the first look of it in action. And it's, it's pretty early on. And it's when she meets up with her, uh, her mentor. 
whose name I've totally forgotten. The Glaswegian. Is it something Roth or... I, I don't know. Maybe, Roth, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Um, but anyway, it's when she first meets up with him and he's like really badly injured and she's like panicking and and I can't remember the line exactly but but uh, so this might be paraphrasing but just out of nowhere she's like oh you're not gonna die on me you northern bastard <laughs> and we all, we, all, we all looked at each other and we all kind of tried to like not laugh out loud at how terrible this was it's like who speaks like that I, I thought the writing in, in the first Tomb Raider was pretty bad, and I thought the writing in Rise of the Tomb Raider was pretty bad as well. I mean, my favourite moment so far uh, has been that there is there is a scene halfway through where a villain talks to you, and then literally five minutes later, you find a voice memo oh. where it's <laughs> going over her justification. You're like, did she literally just record this <laughs> and then leave it yeah, down? Like, like a slight mental breakdown. I, I mean, that game, like, the, if if you want to beat it with a Ludo narrative dissonance stick, like that game is absolutely. I, I could talk all day about that. I had a real big problem with the fact that every single area had about three or four, well, at least collectibles, which were just like these big ancient scrolls left out in the pouring rain, just, <laughs> just yeah. on a stone surface in front of a door, left out in the pouring rain, and you had to pick it up to get the next bit of oh the story. And and it felt like I'd picked up a hundred documents, and all I'd learned in those hundred documents could have been condensed into three. I, I, I felt there was nothing beyond that that it was adding. It was just stuff to pick up. It was just junk in my rucksack that I had to carry around. And, and yeah, the dictaphone thing where you've got um, one villain, I won't say who, and you've got, I think, Jonah as well when, when there's Jonah's back in and stuff, uh, recording uh, their, their thoughts on dictaphone. As Ben says, it's, it's all conveniently done. Uh, just after a bit of the story, you then find a dictaphone with, with them talking about that bit or talking about something that's relevant from the cutscene that's just gone before. But also... Who the frig carries around 30 different dictaphones <laughs> to record one opinion on it? And nervous, then... nervous journalist raises her hand <laughs> by the, E3. And then just leave it on a crate. Yeah. Oh, definitely don't do that. What the hell? Like, what is that? Like, it that really, to, to an insane level, pissed me off about Rise of the Tomb Raider. I think, like, the main problem with that is you can tell, like, this is somebody who's written it like a book where you'd have a chapter where you could do a different point of view mm. character and yeah. they're not writing for a video game. Yeah. And, it's just and then they're just gone, I don't yeah. know, make it collectible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not to take away from the fact that I still am enjoying it. It's yeah. a really well put together well, game. Well, you gave it, it a 9 looked... out of 10, didn't yeah. you, on the yeah. PS4? It looks amazing. And I, I'm playing it on my Pro as well. And having those different types of uh, either the super high resolution or what I put onto 60 frames per second, it, it shows it makes a difference on a 1080p screen as well. But that's enough. Lara Croft kicking. Uh, Matt, what have you been up to over Christmas? I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Yes, so, finally! Uh, so in the issue, is it the issue we've got yes. out now? Uh, I think New Year's resolution was to play Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually made an early start. I started playing, was it just before Christmas we played, Jen? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and it's really damn good, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm loving it. Um, the thing that made me laugh is that uh, Matt is playing a lot of D.Va right now, who's basically the... Um, like small Korean StarCraft player who's uh, kind of in the law has been drafted in to 
be like an official part of Overwatch. She's like, like an expert gamer. Yeah, and she's is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's hilarious. And um, her like ultimate super powerful ability has like an exploding bunny. But I just thought it's hilarious because in this in this uh, debate he's written in this issue, the mag has been like, oh, Jen's always coming into the office talking about some new diva skin or whatever. <laughs> now Matt is like the yeah. diva super fan. Yeah, diva's amazing. Um, I, I love her ultimate. I I've, I can get it just right. Like I, I've absolutely mastered it's quite it. a difficult the distance one to get and right. the angles. It's it's my old maths brain kicking. I have a little bit of a gear. shameful confession. I watched your uh, play of the game. Yeah, the one you got with Diva. Well, I got eight things, eight people and things. And I've been like combined. trying to replicate it ever since because I've been I've been playing it a little bit as well, but I just yeah. can't do it. I've I've been. <laughs> Well, I've, I've been killing people with her ultimate, and yeah. I've been focusing on Diva, but I just can't get that play of the game, and it's become. I spent at least. I've got uh, two quite days. a lot of play of the games with Diva now, not so much with many others. There's 23 characters but... now. I have 18 characters play okay. of the game. Sure. <sighs> Who are you missing? Oh, I don't know. I haven't got Sombra one yet. Okay. Um, I don't think I've got the hacking highlight intro as well. See, I've got the hacking that. highlight. Oh, intro, that is, so, I'm so jealous. Of so that. when I Matt also yeah. like this is this is like how much RNG Jesus hates me as well. Um, Matt just started playing Overwatch and he comes in on like the Christmas event, like the winter event, like went through to January as well, and just like immediately gets every single skin. No, that's, that's BS. I haven't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get. I the... got maybe. I think I got Reaper, which is like rubbish. It's just like oh, Reaper looks a bit cold. Basically, Reaper's is got a bit frostbite. He's, got his yeah, he's got just Reaper. a bit blue, basically. And what else? And I got Hoggy, Hog's like yeah, ra- Hoggy. reindeer one, which is See, cute, but I never play him. I didn't get Torbjorn or whatever his name Oh, is. yeah, like Santa and I, I didn't. I didn't get um, <laughs> Tracer. You got Nutcracker Zen. Yeah, I got Nutcracker oh. Zen. I didn't, I didn't get you Tracer. Got, you got Farrah, and I really wanted the Farrah one. I got Farrah, and I bought Peppermint Sombra. Oh, that one's so good. I do like Sombra as well. I only got May and Lucia. Oh, oh yeah, May's one's good, though, because her, like... her freeze turns her into a snowman. But so they had, like, um, wasn't there a bit of a fan backlash against well, May? Well, because oh, her, her outfit is, is a reskin, It's basically right, but... a recolor, and, like, the thing about Overwatch skins, and I won't go, it's so pedantic, but, like, everyone's like, oh, well, like, they, you have different tiers of loot, like you do in Destiny and stuff, and it's like, if you get a legendary one, which is slightly below the best one, the epic, like, that's generally... Um, uh, or like, or, or like, even lower ones. The skins are basically just like recolors of their original yep. sort of like architecture of whatever their architecture of their their outfit, right? Um, and the trouble with May's Christmas one, it is literally just her parka in red, and she has a Christmas hat on. So everyone was like a little bit annoyed, yeah. but it's so stupid because um, their epic skins. What they normally do is give you a new voice line or like kind of maybe change your ultimate in some way so Hanzo's one of Hanzo's epic skins makes his dragons into wolves oh, okay. um, so it's like quite a big change and it's the same with May in that she goes into her little cryo freeze move where she like heals uh, and she turns into a snowman so that's a really big change but then yeah. of course because you can't really see that on like a picture or a preview or something like it's a shame her ice wall doesn't have like like, like lights Christmas on it or something and stuff. So, yeah that, that would have be, been cool be good. But, uh, but yeah, so I've been playing quite a bit of Overwatch. Like already logged a, a fair few hours on it. Diva's my most my most played character, but I've played a bit of May, played a bit of Sombra, tiny bit of uh, Reaper, um, Mercy. Like if we don't have a healer, I'm like quite happy to jump in and and do some Mercy action. Yeah, so, yeah she's good. good. She's good. But I'm so jealous of your witch skin. I know. So I got the Halloween skin um, and you can't really like, uh, you can't go back and buy skins after the time's up. You can buy them during the event now if you have enough gold yeah. or get them in the boxes at the time. But other than that, it's kind of like, you're yeah. done. You're done, Um So I was, I was pleased <laughs> about that witch skin. I will hoard it jealously forever. 
So what have, what have you been playing? I know you've been playing some Overwatch. Yeah, for a minute, but... I actually would like to talk about Let It Die, oh, which yes. is Good the yes. new Cedar 51 game, which is free to play on PS4. It maybe maybe my opinion probably the best free to play game yeah, on let's, PS4. Let's say this like if because it it was very much looking like it was going to be a 2017 title. Mm. Had we known that Let It Die was coming out in 2016 and mm. had we had the chance to actually play it, yeah. then in the awards in the current issue, would that would definitely be game. the free-to-play game of 2016 and not World of Tanks. It's just, it's so good. It's like, it's like everything, everything like me, which sounds a little bit weird, but like in one game, like it's just, I don't know, I love it. It's got a wicked sense of humour and it's really stupid and it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's just classic grasshopper, right? And Did was... you, um, do you ever play Shadows of the Damned? No. I think oh, that'd be Jen. right up your street. I know. I was a lollipop chainsaw girl. <laughs> that was good. Which is uh yeah, that was fun. But like just the, just that kind of like tongue in cheek humour, but also like just really strange and messed up. Yeah. And I was I was texting um one of my friends the other day, uh, and he was like, Oh, I'm playing Final Fantasy fifteen for the first time. Uh just like went and killed a scorpion and whatever. And I was like uh, I think I got them on my phone somewhere, but I was literally like, oh, that's cool. Uh, I just like cl- fought a guy with arms coming out of his head. Um, and then I ate this trippy mushroom, just like tripped balls all the way back to the waiting room. Um, and then I got some frogs out of my pocket and I roasted the frogs uh, on the fire. And then, of course, I went to see the pole dancing shroom fairy. Uh, and she gave me some stuff that would boost my stats. And he was just like... What are you talking? What is this game? <laughs> Sorry, me too much, Sherry. <laughs> so, so basically, it's just a sort of it's quite an arcadey experience. It's actually like a game within a game, uh, and basically, you've got this giant tower uh, full of enemies um, that, and it gets more difficult. Like the more floors you go up, um, and you basically have a load of different like meat bag fighters that you can level up, uh, and you and you basically try and climb the tower. Uh, without dying which is really hard it turns out um it's really brutal it's kind of like a, a kind of love lovably shonky dark souls-esque yeah. sort of combat system which i really like like it's not perfect but it, it actually like feels really good and i've noticed um uh like people i know in the industry or like friends who like fighting games as well we like yeah. all seem to be kind of into it um it just like feels really fun to just sort of get in there with your buzzsaw knuckles and your hammers and firework guns and there's so many fun little inventive ideas um and so much going on like it's like very rpg yeah. uh it's just so much to mine out of it and i've been absolutely obsessed with it it's what it's one of those games where i think it is surprising that it's free to play yeah like you think oh, i would have paid a, for it with a little bit of tweaking yeah uh, to some systems like really they yeah. could have slapped a, a I think a if, decent price if I had paid for it I would have been like oh it's like maybe some of the polish isn't there in a, 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 like certain yeah. areas but I would have been happy like yeah. the amount of hours I've put into it already and just really enjo- really enjoyed like my time in it like the the little touches in the in the the the, the kind of arcade you're in before you go into the waiting room into the actual game is really fun as well like the characters in there like their characters called like Meijin who's like this pro gamer uh, and Naomi Detox, who is my favourite. She's like this sassy girl who basically gives you all your quests, um, but she's like always texting her boyfriend um, and she has like some of the best dialogue ever. It's so good. And Uncle Death, of course, who is your mentor, who is an animated skeleton um, who uh, changes his like pair of shades he's wearing uh, every like 30 seconds and sometimes you can catch him like mid-changing shades, like ducking under the desk. It's really funny. Um, 
been loving it. So it you should like, yeah, go d- go download that if you have like a spare like forty gig. Um, but it's uh, it's it's well worth a play. It's free. Definitely, definitely. Cool. So that's what we're playing now. Yeah. Uh, as we've kind of touched upon, there is obviously a new issue on shelf, so should we talk about Ooh. it? It came out on the 25th of December, didn't it? It did indeed. It did. It came out just before Christmas, and it is very shiny. Lovely, it's shiny gold very foil. It's big! It's Weighty. very big. I feel like I, I've, I've been chatting to a lot of you guys on Twitter, and um, I think people are still going on it, just because yeah. there's a lot in here. So we added... So basically, I was coming up with the plan for the issue, and I was like, oh crap we're gonna have to like really cut down on some of this stuff because we don't have space to fit it all in it's like oh but i really don't want to cut down on it because it's really important that we do awards this issue it's really important we do our full 2017 preview this issue what do we do so i was like i know let's add 32 extra pages uh but we've got no budget um to to you know get more writers involved so we'll just work extra so hard. deal with it gentlemen <laughs> so, hey hey and, and me and Matt. Like, and me um, <laughs> and Milf. Uh, yeah yeah oh they have so, to do um, a lot <laughs> so yeah so we made a massive bumper issue uh, which is all about 2017 and a, a little bit of looking back at 2016 it's on shelves right now it also comes with a free uh, giant horizon zero dawn poster on one side and on the other side you've got a 2017 wall planner so if you miss the calendar from the issue beforehand we've still got you covered you can still plan out your year of gaming and anything else that you want to put on there um as long as it's playstation related <laughs> uh that comes free with it too um it's got resident evil 7 on the cover it's got a whole ton of games in our preview section um, and lots of exclusive stuff on those games as well, like more on Mass Effect from when Ben went over to Bioware to see it. We've got stuff on Neo that you wrote, Jen. Yes. You, you went hands-on and chatted to them. Uh, I went over to see Elite Dangerous in Cambridge. We've got a six-page feature on Elite Dangerous. Four pages on Prey when I went over to Austin of to course. see that. Yeah, of course, Prey. we sent Ben over to Austin, Texas to see Prey. Uh, how was that studio visit? Yeah, amazing. Um, I've I've never been to Texas before, and uh, I re- and Arcane either. So it was amazing to actually go. One of the one of my favorite uh, moments from that trip was we went into Arcane. If you don't know in Prey, there are enemies called Mimics. Oh, you've written about this. You're going to spoil it now. Oh, did I put uh, about the sticky it, notes? Yeah, it's at the end oh, of the okay. preview. Well, guess what, guys? Buy the issue to find out how <laughs> da, da, that... Da. This is how we're pay-getting our content now. I'm going to start oh, an anecdote dear. and then start halfway Have through. Have you mentioned Sonic? No, so we've no. got exclusive stuff on Sonic. Yeah, we got we um We got hands-on with some some new stuff in it. Uh, I won't say too much, but mm-hmm. uh got to play some levels and really, really dig deep into how it feels to play which is really important because sonic 4 felt a bit crap if you were a sonic fan if you're a true sonic fan the momentum was off um but this is feeling so good uh, so we've got quite a bit on sonic as well and and a whole ton of stuff really so it's it's a really exciting issue to be honest like i've been at opm three years next month i think this might be the best issue that i've, I've worked on uh I mean, OPM, genuinely. Can we also? Oh, just... and we start off with PSX stuff. So, yeah, like yeah, Last PSX. of Us Part Two, oh, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Um, Crash Barappa. Is that what you wanted to Wipe mention, out. Ben? Well, <laughs> I. Jen. Wow. Hello. <laughs> Wake up. It's Christmas is over, Matt. Come I know. On now. But still <laughs> I did. I did want to just briefly mention, and I know you can't get this on shelves, but um, okay. and because it's on your because it's on your the start of your your big big resi feature, mm. um, but the subscriber cover art yeah. from Will Overton which is absolutely amazing if you are subscribed to us you will have got this um, and it is just sort of the way to cap off uh, 
cap off a massive year or yeah, start so, it off again. So I, I really wanted to do something special. A couple of, or maybe it was the last podcast, I said, oh, the next cover for subscribers I'm super excited about. It's like my, my favourite cover we've ever done. And um, yeah, there's a guy called Will Overton who used to work at Future Publishing on magazines way back in the day. So he worked on Superplay and he worked on N64 magazine and he made some really famous covers like his N64 Perfect Dark cover is perhaps the one that everyone thinks back to uh, with Joanna Dark on the front of it. And he actually left Future because he was hired by Rare off the back of that cover, <laughs> I do believe, um, to go do artwork for Rare. Uh, Rare being obviously the company that now works for well, it's part of Microsoft, used to be part of Nintendo, um, and the company out of which a splinter group called Platonic Games has emmerged, making a game called Ukulele, which we have some new stuff on this issue. Yes, We've got we like the first the first trial of, of a new world in this in this issue. Next issue, which comes out on the 17th of January, we've got a cover feature on it. So we've got a whole ton of new stuff, including some details that haven't yet been revealed. So I can't even talk about them right now, but it's very exciting. And also the free gift uh, with that issue is a soundtrack CD. Uh, we've got eight tracks on that CD. Comes free with every issue, whether you subscribe or whether you don't. Uh, if you just buy it off shelves, we're going to be setting up a page on myfavoritemagazines.co.uk, which is our like online retailer site, and we're going to open that up for pre-orders very soon. Actually, so you don't have to wait to the seventeenth to secure your copy. However. It won't be until the 17th that those are actually posted out because we do need to wait for the issues to arrive from the printers to be able to then post just it out to you. Just so a way to make sure people who are so really yeah. keen can get, so yeah, get you, their you, gift. You won't be getting the issue early, but you will like be guaranteed an issue if, you, if you're if you one of those who uh, who decides to pre-order it on our site. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tons of stuff in it, but we're going to just talk about one thing in more detail, and that is Resident Evil 7, which is the cover feature, just because we've got loads on it. But even though, how, how many pages did I write? Ten? Ten. I I think oh I write 10 pages really? like like there was so much I didn't write in um I think it might Chunky. have been a, a 3,000 word jobby in the end and I could have easily and there's gone an awesome interview as well Jim. at yeah. the end so it's like eight pages of your hands-on and then a two-page QA. Okay. okay so um how do you how do you want it? Oh, so I'll set up like yeah, what happened and, and then like, if you guys want to fire over what questions so I went over to Osaka in Japan to go to Capcom HQ uh and while I was there, I got to sit down and play Resident Evil 7 for almost two days. But like of those two days, like the demo content was between four and five hours worth of gameplay. Okay. Um, it was started from about 45 minutes in uh, and then it was just like, right, keep playing. Uh, and they, it, unbeknownst to me, they would then like tap you on the shoulder when you got to a certain point where they, you, where they wanted you to uh, stop. Okay. I'm not going to say anything about this because it won't be right and it would be spoiling stuff. Um, however, for some reason, and this was not the only time this happened. This happened to me also when I did my The Last Guardian preview in London. That's oh, that where you kind of just... Where yeah. I, I obviously got to this point that they were supposed to stop you at, yeah. but like no one noticed. So you were like... Because like, mm. no one freaking notices me ever. <laughs> and I just kept playing because they hadn't told me what it was it's just like oh we'll stop you uh, so kept playing and then about 15 minutes later i see someone wander over they go oh <laughs> oh, well, oh no you're not, you're not <laughs> oh, supposed no, to no, see no. this uh, so i don't write about that 
in the in the future. And I won't take talk about it. Take you into the back room and do a Men in Black yeah. on you. What I will say that that little extra bit that I played. Oh my goodness, it was like even better than the other stuff that <gasps> I did. I, I was loving it. No so wonder much. they're trying to hold it back. Yeah. Maybe. And but also, and again, this was something we weren't allowed to like mention or certainly give any details for. They did let us play something from much farther into the game actually, because you know you can pick up tapes, yeah. which give you flashbacks. You sort of jump in, yeah. They gave us access to another tape. It's like, look, you can't report on this. Um, they might be pissed off that I'm even saying this now. <laughs> but I'm not going to say what the tape was. But but yeah, there was a new tape that I got to play as well. And that was great too because it, it showcased some really different stuff to, to what I'd played. But like the main thing and the thing I write about is this like four to five hour chunk of the game from near the beginning. <clears throat> and oh my word, it's like the first Resident Evil. It, in really? so much as like... Resi, after like the early ones, became more linear experience, more guided experience, right? And that's not to say that this doesn't have a structure, but it goes back to that whole big house, kind of open, some doors are locked behind, um, you know, you get keys with certain animals on mm. them. Um, bizarrely, I'm embargoed to say what those animals are, so How I can't weird. say. I can't say, for instance, if there's a dog door. There isn't a dog Come door. Come on, no um, key. But. Uh, what? Come on, armadillo key. <laughs> I just want some really weird ones. Um, Did you say monkey? Naked rollacky, moracky, monkey. Oh Ben. Oh, that's good. That, Is it? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Well done, Ben. He's, he's warming up slowly. <laughs> that's, that's one more pun than you made last week. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, this this big house and you like seeking keys to open up more areas, and there's certain doors that are only unlocked from certain sides, mm-hmm. and you're going back and forth and backtracking and when you backtrack in certain areas there might be like jack baker there or something who will then stalk you through the house oh god it's great it's <laughs> it's what well, it was funny actually so there were it was a preview event where uh, there were a whole different bunch of people there there was someone from official xbox over there Ooh. Ooh. uh there was um someone from ign a few other online outlets and it was really interesting, like, listening and watching other people play. It's like, I like Kitchen. I didn't find it too scary. Right. Like, at no point was I... I, I think I jumped once. Um, but my reaction to scary games in public... And, and this isn't me putting on a front or anything. This is just how I react. I find them, like, really amusing and... I, I tend to laugh at it. Like well, I might jump. Do you think and then it's I'll, a nervous reaction, or do you think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I might jump and then I laugh. And, yeah, and, but, I, like... but I, but I like really get into it yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and enjoy it and yeah. stuff. Uh, but some people don't handle fear in the same way. And, um, <laughs> Naming no names. And there were, I kind of want to. <laughs> no. But, uh, <laughs> but there, there was at least one person who was. I want to say screaming. Actually, like, <laughs> there were a lot of yells and yelps and swear words to the point where like quite a few of us had taken off our headset and turned around <laughs> and, and, and laughing at them you okay uh, there was also someone else there and again i'm definitely not naming names who couldn't really play it and it's like Ooh. like because here's the thing it's it's tough it is like, it's a tough game um is this and, puzzle wise no no just in terms of like you can die quite a lot right okay and it's very easy to die okay. um, and it's very harsh in terms of ammo counts and it's very harsh of in course. terms of um health yeah so you need to be a good game. Well, look, there are difficult there are difficulty settings, right? And if you keep dying in the same place, it will also drop the difficulty, which is something that we talk about uh, in the interview with Jun Takeuchi in this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was someone who actually kind of put down his pad and then just for the rest of it 
watched me play <laughs> and made notes oh, off of my screen. My goodness. And the thing is, like, I'm a bit of a resi obsessive, yeah. so I've like, I'm pretty good at games, right? Yeah. And certainly resi, I I know like its tricks and its tropes and how things should work and stuff. Um, and even though it's a very different resi in terms of it being first person. It is a classic Resi game. Okay. So everything that you kind of took out of the first Resi, the second Resi, those are the skills that are going to aid you here. Uh, and oh, so much fun. Just you mentioning first person, though. Yep. Immediately makes me want to ask about VR. Do you play it in VR? I played it in VR. You played it in VR. Yep. And what's it like in VR compared to like so it's... playing it on a regular PS4? So I don't know if I will play it all in VR. Okay. different things right so there's the comfort aspect and i think just naturally playing a game that's that because it'll be a big game i reckon i think estimates 12 pounds plus hours so like that's a that's a long time to be playing in vr right so i think there is a a comfort concern there although again in in a little bit in this issue but more in in the issue that's coming out on the 17th we've got a whole thing just about it in vr actually because i talked specifically with the vr engineer about how they they work on it in vr make sure it's not gonna make people throw up yeah everyone's different and i'm kind of like got middle tolerance of vr so i think there are there are some bits that i played that felt i don't know it it didn't wig me out right a couple of people there couldn't handle it i was all right just fear wise or Um, no just comfort wise yeah uh i was fine with it um fear i don't know like i it's a tricky one. I really wanted to play it initially in VR, but unfortunately they made us kind of play it all and then play a bit in VR. Mm. And I uh, a bit that we'd already played. Mm. So I kind of knew I, what, I knew what was coming, right? Whereas point. I really really just wanted to go in fresh and not know what was coming. So um so I still don't feel like I've had that pure resi VR experience. Is that what you're going to do when you review? Oh, yeah. I well, I'm going to start by doing that. Okay. And we'll see. And see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, cuz cuz there's like VR is like the ultimate way of, of experiencing horror, right? So I don't want to then diminish that effect by doing it on screen first without trying it in VR. I'd rather go into the unknown in VR and then like, oh, I'm a, I'm a wimp, I need to back is, out if, yeah. if necessary. Like the first 45 minutes. Exactly. Well, that's a good test, right? Yeah. Um, oh, surely they've got to make that opening amazing uh, for, for like VR. Yeah. They've got to like throw the kitchen Fingers sink at crossed. that one. It's just no, like a, kitchen. Kitchen. It's a, it's a big 45 minute cutscene on how it ties into the wider resonance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just on a big like <laughs> cinema screen. And here's how Wesker's involved. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I played it in VR. And, and I was really enjoying it in VR. The thing I like about VR, and it's something that, again, we, we talk about more in the, in the next issue, is that they can basically control the output of every single VR headset because it's all the same. Right. So I've got a Panasonic TV. Ben, what TV have you got? Uh, Samsung. What TV have you got? I think Samsung. <laughs> I don't know. I've just got a gaming monitor, I think. Oh, <laughs> I don't even have Jen. a TV. I don't watch TV. Like people have Sony, people have Toshiba, whatever JVCs. They're all different TVs. And then even if people have oh, the no, same TV, oh no, it's t- Panasonic. Even if yes, <laughs> TV twins. <laughs> even if people have the same TVs, they have different contrast settings. So they'll have different brightness settings. They'll have like all these different settings, right? So everyone, when they play a game is actually seeing that game slightly differently to everyone else. No one is seeing the same picture. So devs will have, like, this is the optimal vision for this game. This is how it should look on a screen. But the reality is that everyone who plays that game will see it in a different way Mm. because of their TV setup. 
With PlayStation VR, that allows Capcom to be like, right, yeah. this is what this everyone sees. It's all the sees. same screen. People aren't going to be changing their VR to like, yeah. So it's yeah. it's the same same thing for everyone. So that immediately means that it is a truer vision of what Resident Evil 7 should be because our home setups aren't quite attuned to what yeah. they've got in the office. Uh, and it's definitely darker. Like, oh, there isn't as much, you can't see quite as far away, which really ramps up the horror even more, yeah. really, as in that claustrophobia. Uh, I think it all, the world isn't smaller. The world isn't narrower or anything, but it feels it. I think perhaps because you can almost see to the sides mm. like, as you're looking forward. It just feels like the walls are a little bit tighter in, certainly when you've got wallpaper peeling off the walls. I know you've written about that before. It, it almost feels yeah. like it's going to brush against your face and yeah. stuff, and it never does. There's no, it's, there's no there. clip on it. But, yeah, you feel everything's a bit tighter and, and grimmer. Um, however, the interesting thing about VR, well, there are two interesting things about VR. First of all, it's slower in VR, ever so slightly, because they found that the default walking speed for TV was not quite right for VR. People okay. couldn't handle it. So it's, you on a peak. So yeah. So so they actually have dialed down the speed ever so slightly. Your movement, Ethan, you play a game. Uh, you play a guy called Ethan Winters. His movement speed is slightly slower. But I would also argue that the game is easier. Oh. And that okay. comes down to combat and aiming. Yeah. Because when you have a gun, um, it, the combat situations in Resident Evil Seven are quite frantic. Uh, or uh, are quite scary, right? So the, the main monsters that you fight are called, or certainly early on, are called the Molded, which are these oily people. Uh, they were people and they've been turned into these oil monsters. Um, and they kind of lurch to you and they're a bit um, a bit like the ooze in Resident Evil Revelations. Right. Um, and they take a lot of bullets to take down. And at the start, you might only have the handgun to face them. So you're probably firing off a good half clip, if not more, uh, at them. And because they've got this juddery, shaky movement, and because you're trying to maybe backpedal while firing, it's quite hard to shoot them. <laughs> yeah. uh, certainly aiming for the head, like it's really tough. And you do want to aim for the head because a few bullets in the head will make their head explode and that's how you kill them. In VR, your cursor, your, you know, your reticule is moved by your head. So actually, oh, if you just centre your right. like your focus on their head, you're not moving it's a thumbstick, and and like oh. if you if you're moving so it's back, more direct. yeah. So if yeah. you're moving back with the left stick and and aiming with the right stick on on screen, right, you need to sort of counterbalance both so that the right so you're always aiming, yeah. and your aim gets thrown off. Yeah. But in VR, you can backpedal with the left stick, and then you just stare at the head straight on, and fire. Just eyeball them. So you find <laughs> that actually. Combat is easier in VR. At least in my experience, I found combat a lot easier. Some oh. people might, if if they're reacting in like a more harried way, if if they're frightened by it more, yeah. if they're scared, then perhaps that's not as easy for them to just stare straight. Thrashing the head around. Yeah, exactly. They no, might be. They might be right. Um, so, so I thought that was interesting. Cool. So, it, so it might be an easier game actually to play in VR. But oh, it reminds me but of Thumper. Tougher, yeah. But tougher if oh yeah, Thumper is definitely easier yeah. to play in VR. But tougher in terms of. Mm, because it is all more intense, you might not be able to handle it. And it's even more of a case of, I really don't know if I can go around yeah. there. And so, so there's like this push and pull of like easy on one way, harder on the other. One of the, one of the things I'm really interested by, and it's sort of, cause you've played it for a while now, I yeah. to get your take on this. Do you feel like this is kind of Resi reacting to the sort of last few years of horror games, the types of uh, Outlast, Alien Isolation, slower paced games, and especially the way 
Jack Baker in almost is almost like the alien. Yeah, how kind yeah, of he is. You. That's that's a good that's a good point. Like Jack is very much like Alien Isolation's alien, um, and he'll pop up and he'll stalk you. Um, when I first saw him, I thought it was just like this scripted. So uh, I'll talk about it in the future. But you start off uh, in that table scene, so yeah, yeah, you've probably all family. seen the video of it where they're trying to feed you stuff and then they all stomp off. Um, well, no, it ends with you getting stabbed in the mouth yeah, with a knife, yeah. right? So it carries on after that. He like pulls a tooth out or whatever, and um, <laughs> whatever casual. <laughs> and then, and then the family all like disperses, household. and you, you fall over, you wriggle out of the chair, and then you you're free to move around. That's like where our demo began. And when you go out of the kitchen area, the dining area, and you can move around a corner, and you've got a long corridor, a long narrow corridor, and at the end you see Jack walk and stand at the end. And in my head, like, the, I think there's a thing called gamer vision, right? And I've tried to explain this to other people in the past. I remember playing, like, God, cameo elements of power, an Xbox 360 launch game <laughs> by Rare. Whoa. Funny enough, we're talking yeah. about Rare. And there's this one bit in, in one level where there's this chandelier that's shining, like, extra bright and a bunch of enemies below it. And I'd handed the pad to my wife at the time. Um, no girlfriend at the time this was a while back uh so my wife who was in my girlfriend and she was playing it and she's like oh what do i do so i was like oh you shoot the chandelier she's like how do you know it's like well i can look at it like you know but she's like but there's nothing to say it's like no there's not but it's like a different color yeah it's like it's like the one book on the bookshelf that is like more lovingly rendered and you're like oh guess i'm gonna pull this one (laughs) and and even like if you look back to old tom and jerry cartoons and stuff where you have like jerry running under the tiles of kitchen floor and tom chasing off that is right jerry's yeah, the mouse yeah, yeah. when you look at that scene and you look at those gray tiles the ones that are going to move are actually a different shade of gray to the ones that are static yeah, yeah. and and that's to me i have that game of vision thing um i i just tend to pick up on the the subtle design elements that are gonna gonna factor in so i thought that 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 him walking to the end of the corridor that's like oh that's them gating off that yeah, area yeah. until he goes like that's blocked off so like, fair enough turn around um explore the other bits i, I look everywhere else i'm like can't find the thing bucko right what do i do yeah it's like surely not so i went back around the corridor and he was actually like walking my way and so it's like <laughs> hello oh shit <laughs> <laughs> hello my son <laughs> and it's like no 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 he is actually a live ai entity oh, at God. that point like he is in play is it like and in, he could come and get is it me. like in amnesia where they kind of have like a patrol space because that's the same with amnesia in that they so, kind of stalk you, um, but they're like given, uh, I believe it's programmed so they're like given a certain area to almost patrol, so, um, but they will go off piste yeah, when prompted. Maybe. Until the, you lose them. The thing is like when there's another instance, so that that one like he'll always appear there because that's right at the start okay. of this this section and stuff. Yeah. A, a later encounter that I had, it's, it's harder to define where he appears and where he follows because right. he seemed to follow me everywhere. Oh, um, but there was like different points at which he got me when I tried it again. Okay, right. So I don't know if there is like just a, a smaller part of the mansion that yeah. is being patrolled and yeah. I just happened to walk through it. Yeah, um, yeah but it's it, it's really tense. <laughs> like genuinely, when that's happening, <laughs> and like at first I didn't know that I could hide. Like, so I was just trying to run. It's like, oh, it's, it's brilliant. Get in a closet, mate. Um, so, so all, all of that is to say, yes, you're right about that alien. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of in terms of them reacting to Outlast and all that, having played it, actually, I think 
yes, in terms of, oh, people like this type of game. Mm. But more than anything, it just feels like they've gone back to the first resi. Honestly. Like for puzzles uh, and stuff. Yeah, for as much as this yes. looks like Alien Isolation, Outlast, all that lot, it feels like it is fundamentally the first Resident Evil game. That is where the whole point of like Resi Seven begins. Like this is a mansion, you're going back and forth, you're solving puzzles, getting crests, getting emblems. Mm. Um there are concessions to modern gaming thrown in there mm. uh, there's like a shop mechanic which involves finding antique coins then putting them in bird cages to buy like health booster sy- syringes or magnum gun uh, wh- whatever it might be um, but there are still like combining items to make health meds um, like a, you get a jar of health tonic that you splash on your hand heal you don't actually eat you don't ingest herbs uh, or making special handgun bullets, or making psychostimulant pills, which when you eat them, uh, shows you, like, drops little, almost like Google Map icon markers. Oh, yeah, like pins. All over the world, like, pins, pins all over the world, uh, showing you where items are to pick up, and you think, who needs that? But like, items don't glint anymore. It's not in okay. like in the first Resident Evil where it was obvious. You walk into a pre-rendered scene, there'd be a glint in yeah. box of ammo. It's all pretty realistic. Like it, it looks so beautiful, especially on PS4 Pro. Uh, and items don't stand out, so you really have to be looking, which you know adds to the fee even more. It's like, oh, I can miss stuff, and if Jack's chasing you, whatever. It's like, oh crap! Like I, I need some health, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't, can't just. It's not yeah. just slowly at you walking, like, Hello. walk around, yeah. and pick stuff up. Um, so like popping one of those is really handy, not only just to make sure you don't miss anything that's obvious, but there's so much that's hidden away, like under tables and oh, that's like exciting. a hole in the wall like there's Hidden one stuff. there's like a brick missing like in the basement area which already is like super gloomy lit by a single bulb in one room and stuff and so you, you put one of those like oh there's there's so much pickup but then the trouble is you pick them up and you're like crap my inventory's full and it fills up really quickly mm-hmm. and then you've got the whole item management thing again it, like a cross between resident evil 4 and resident evil 1 um, where you're having to go back to the save rooms and dump them in the save boxes. Right. It's it's great. It, uh, and yeah, for someone who was a fan from day one, like when Resident Evil first came out on Sega Saturn, uh, I had it and I fell in love with it. I was just like, this is the series for me. And I've, I've stuck with it and I I hated five, I'll be honest. And six, I'm I'm a bit of a six apologist because I I maintain that a lot of people play it wrong, and if you play it the way it's meant to be played, it's an all right game. Uh, it can be a decent game at times if you play it the way it's meant to be played, but if you play it like Resident Evil Four, yeah. it's, it's total crap. Um, this is everything, absolutely everything I want from this series, and probably more as well. And there's some really cool J horror stuff thrown in. There's, there's there's boss battles again, but like not crap boss battles they're good and they're all different and they've all got a purpose and they all you know they manifest themselves in different ways the bakers as characters are fantastic like i can't believe how good they are how entertaining they are how scary they are like marguerite who i just thought i'm not bothered by her at all when i played a demo a few months back is like the source of the most fear from what i've played now in the demos um and it's constantly throwing up new stuff. It isn't content to just sit and churn out the same pace over and over like you always feel on edge. Um, it's magical. I, I say I'm quite explicit in, in this feature. I say if the rest of the game lives up to what we've played so far, it'll be a 10 out of 10. And I right now, all I'm looking at is 
what day are we getting review code because yeah. I just want to close myself in a dark room and just play it just to just to wrap it up I, I just remember when you came back from japan and you said as much you came back and you were just like i think i think you're in japan yeah. messaging us and you were like oh it's amazing it's amazing it's so brilliant it's so good so i think good. i think you asked me like how how is it i, I, said, I said it was it, it's awful yeah yeah like, you were like oh. four out of ten and i was like oh one no but um, and, like, and oh, then okay. and then of course because you had just uh stopped messing with my mind um and were real with me and i was like so i mean my favorite resident evil is resident evil 4 i think it's the best resident evil i was like how does it measure up i was like if it's this good if it's 10 out of 10 are we talking are we talking coming anywhere near close to resident evil 4 and what do you think i think i think so um that's that's a tough one i think it will be Again, if it all matches up to what I played, I think it will be as important an entry in the series as Resident Evil 4 okay. was. Whether it is, whether it can have the impact that Resi 4 has, just general across the entire industry, I think is is doubtful just because of where we are these days yeah. and everything else that's in the, you know, in the climate these days. Um, whether it is just side by side as good a game as Resident Evil 4, I don't know. Like, I doubt it'll be as long as resi 4 right resi yeah. 4 was a mammoth a beast. game and like this i think this will be a big game but we're not talking like oh my god i thought it was going to finish 20 hours ago yeah, and i'm yeah, still yeah. playing we, resi 4 had that and this doesn't um and also resi 4 kind of introduced like new ways of playing and and this this doesn't this this is like i mean familiar elements we've had from different games okay mixed together perhaps in a different in a different fashion which makes it feel fresh and exciting and, and new um but it's not it's not a trailblazer in the yeah. same way that resi 4 will be it's kind so of got a different purpose yeah yeah so it? Like so, it, so it side by side i think i would not feel comfortable saying <laughs> yes it'll be as good as resi 4 but you know what i'm also not gonna say no it won't be because i think you know what it might as, yeah. as a whole as an entity certainly with vr throwing in all that stuff i think it should be up there i think quite one of the comfortably again providing the rest what i've you know same as what i've played come the end of the year we will be throwing around its name in our game of the year discussions cool um i i love it i absolutely love it it's great i cannot believe how good it is and and the weird thing for me is that i was really critical of resident evil 5 i hated that so much um and a guy called jun takeuchi who worked on resi 5 and he worked on the first resi actually uh, with mikami and he worked on Lost Planet and stuff. He uh, He's now like one of the head honchos on this. And the big interview that we have in this issue is with Jun Takeuchi. And I went into that interview a bit apprehensive. And in my mind, honestly, uh, I wouldn't say this to his face. <laughs> but in my mind, I walked into that interview thinking, this is the guy who killed Resident Evil. Oh, this is wow. the guy who messed it up. Like, I'm so angry at this guy. And he was lovely like disarmingly so like he was a really nice guy and he was really friggin' smart and everything he said made sense and like i mean he he um actually backs up i think resi 6 and he says oh i think it's a good game and stuff mm. um like it, more so than i probably would have done but his vision for resi and his way of rectifying like where it's gone and all that stuff as a fan is what i want to hear it's great um 
so so I left that. I mean, that was I've done this for ten years now. That was comfortably the best trip I've ever had in terms of you know just sitting down playing something and then chatting with people and feeling that these devs know what it means mm. to make a Resident Evil game. And as someone who has been very disappointed with Capcom's Resi output for what a decade, yeah. um, that is amazing. And that's something I never thought I'd have again. So um, you've 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 put your trust. Yeah, and now we'll find out the second half is a load of ass. Yeah, (laughs) and and I'll have egg on my face. But no, genuinely, like, there's a reason I wouldn't. I I say in the Ed's intro, I wouldn't normally stick Resi or or any game on the cover like two times in three months. Mm -hmm. But this is an exception, and it's an exceptional exception. And yeah, so we've got an issue out 17th of Jan, which will have some of the VR stuff and my discussion uh, with the VR devs in it. And then in the issue afterwards, which is out 14th of Feb, we'll have the review. And I'm just currently waiting for the code to come in so I can sit down and review it. But that is like the only thing I want to do right now. Uh, the other, there's another thing in this issue as well, which uh, Jen and Matt put together, which is the Ultimate 2016 quiz. Now, I didn't have a lot of a hand in this, so I thought it'd be quite fun today if uh, you two decided to test my knowledge of 2016, because I'm known in the office for having a sporadic memory okay i don't know jim where you, you sometimes think i know i remember like really i feel in, in i feel like details. you you have a brilliant memory for details At, sometimes what those details are are varying degrees of usability and relevance but i i i i honestly think ben has one of the best like just memories for stuff ever like he he's a massive film and like tv fan um and he can just remember the names of like every director who's ever done everything and anything they've ever done and i'll play a video game and just probably instantly forget like half of it afterwards ben remembers every little detail so i am expecting you to ace this this is have you not just like read the answers yeah you need a mirror to read the answers yeah something that ben doesn't own clearly (laughs) (laughs) zing i'm so sorry but that that was a bit of a deflective answer have you read these answers i haven't really read the answers what him sweating are you trying to make yourself look good on the you podcast? haven't re- i'm always trying to make myself look good mate this but i don't have a happened. mirror so i can't <laughs> can you please explain what i haven't really read the answers uh, i looked at the nightmare once i was like i probably don't want to get oh. egg, egg in my face here serious fine fine we'll Only start you on one... easy and if you don't I think get it was the jazz punk one because i never 15. played jazz punk so don't ask me that question okay well firewatch which you reviewed for us ben oh <gasps> In Firewatch, Henry finds empty cans of beer scattered all over the Wyoming forest. What's the brand of beer? The game that Ben reviewed and loved. 8 out of 10. I did really like it, actually. Uh, and I... <laughs> I don't really remember. But you should have um, liked it enough to read all the beer can labels, Ben. It's probably... Call yourself a journalist. <laughs> no. And the thing this is, is the, key art information. Was, the art was so good in Firewatch that actually looking at those incidental details, like the little books you could find. Oh, look at this deflection again. I'm going to go... For a man without a mirror. I'm going to go... The registra- deflection is real. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to... I think it's red something. I'm going to go red stripe because... Isn't that a real lager? Yeah, is. Of course you could get the... light. I mean, that's product <laughs> placement. That's how they get the money Sponsored to make the by games. Red Stripe. Uh, zero out of one so far. Uh, um, <laughs> what else should we have here? What was it, by the way? Well, we'll, we'll readers we'll, we'll, talk we'll about find out when they do the... I don't want to spoil the quiz uh, for readers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, another game that you reviewed. Oh, actually, this is a good... Name the protagonist of the Stone Age set Far Cry Primal. Oh, uh, 
Oh, come on. You know it. I don't, memory really... Master Ben. Yeah, the, well, the, Ben gave it a 6 out of 10, so I think he's probably tried to drink the memory of that game away. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing is, I could, I actually know a fact about it. It is the same guy who voices Adam Jensen don't in care. Deus Ex. I don't care. I just want his name. Um, Doesn't he just what do you want to say Takar? Is it Takar? Yep. No. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> See, that's good. Oh, man. Okay, how about... I'm trying to look for other stuff that you've done. It doesn't have to be stuff I've done. I guess so. How about uh, this is another hard one? Okay. Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I am. I can only follow OPM after dark podcast. Uh, which resource in Infinite Indie Space Adventure: No Man's Sky fuels hyper jumps to new star systems? This was <laughs> this when Gamer's rage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. This is a. Uh, this is a. Uh... Oh, was it crystals? <laughs> no. Was it crystals? Yeah, sonic crystals. Okay. No, sonic emeralds. Well, so you were close. So, no. Sonic emeralds. <laughs> no, wait, chaos emeralds. <gasps> yeah, chaos emeralds. That's the one. Chaos emeralds. Nine of them. I still right? haven't. I still haven't played them. Sky. Uh, do we have a? This was my. Copy? These things were my life for like yeah, fifty were. solid hours. All I see when I close my eyes at night is like the little thumbnail image of the of these things. And gamers rage. And gamers rage. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a shame though because I do want to. I kind of want to go back to No Man's Sky now they've started putting stuff in. You should. The update is actually really interesting. Like that, it's it's not quite as as sort of. I think we have we got a news piece on that in the mag. Yeah, we do yeah. actually. Um, number three in our news section. It's a re- it's a really good update. There's a couple of things with it that kind of like take the shine and excitement off it. When I jumped in, I was yeah, expecting but... things to be a certain way, which they weren't. Uh, but um, has that ever happened? No, I know, right? Um, but. Uh, it's definitely a lot friendlier point to jump in now, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll grab your disc. Matt, got any more? Which incredible shooter reboot might put you in a backwards mood? Oh. oh. Well, have we got this under easy. Easy. Have we? Yeah. Oh, is it uh, uh, Doom? Yes. yes. Love that. That was a, that's a very good. I remember you coming up with that question in the office as well. Yeah, and you were both stumped until I told you. Yeah, that's <laughs> very, very about... good. One more. Yeah. Don't want to spoil the entire quiz. Yeah, that's true. Oh, pick one more. Give him a hard one. Or a nightmare one. I'll give him... Okay, no. Okay. As long as it's under uh, character. What's... Oh, I tell you what, Ben. You're an XCOM fan. Okay. What's the name of XCOM's mobile HQ in XCOM 2? Oh, the Avenger. Yeah. yeah! I've been playing that over Christmas. See? We've ended you on a high. It's fine. Gave him an easy one. It's, it's well, not, not a hard no, section. No, like, you know, it's not my fault he's an XCOM nerd. <laughs> I that far. I, like I really do enjoy playing XCOM, um, but it's it's one where I actually make characters of the people I'm around at that time. So at uni, all my flatmates were XCOM characters I, at the moment. I think I'm going to have to do that because uh, in my debate, while Matt's uh, resolution was Overwatch, mine was to start playing uh, more like strategy games, uh, turn-based games and stuff like that. So I, I've got a copy of XCOM 2 at home now. Um, and I am going to be playing it. So I'm thinking I might just make Team OPM, everyone on the game store. I already have. Yeah. But do it as well, because it'll be fun I'll to... try not to let any of you die. I reckon that will keep me invested. Uh, I am I am safe scumming a little at the moment. Oh, I, uh, boy. I, when I start off on XCOMs, I like to save scum so I can get the sort of, like, the, the hang of it and the feel <laughs> of it. And this one's a lot more aggressive. <laughs> Sorry, we've gone on so long. It's a bumper It's a bumper episode for a bumper issue. Yeah, it's a chunky issue. It's a um, chunky podcast. So I thought, now we've l- kind of looked very quickly back at 2016. We'll find out what our readers are looking forward to in 2017. Hi, so guys. We put this question to you uh, into the Twitter sphere and the Facebook zone. 
I don't know. Oh, I like that. I like Twitter Sphere and Facebook Zone. Well, Twitter Sphere is 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, which I also watch over Christmas. <laughs> um, See, the memory for the weird little details. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so, I don't think it would take a genius to guess what game cropped up a lot. It'll be... No, well, looking forward, what their game... Oh, yeah, yeah. What I'm game are you game most of the excited for still. in 2017? Rise of Dawn. That would be the one. Yeah! So, <laughs> TJ, Mr. Tej, 808, hey, Horizon Tej. Zero Dawn. Yes, boy. He's also looking forward to GT Sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw a little bit of that at PS4 Pro event uh, and got to play it, actually, uh, with proper racing wheel, which was amazing. Um, and it is going to be so good. It's the most beautiful thing I've seen on PS4 Pro, I think. It's absolutely we, uh, amazing. We have GT Sport in the issue. That's yeah, like, I well. literally wrote a preview like, on yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, it's um, a very good preview. Get in there. Uh, next up is Multi Platform Man, who says Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Multi Platform Man. He's called Multi Platform Man, and he goes for a first party exclusive. <laughs> Dude, you need to sort your life out. <laughs> I, it feels Get like name. he's having a mid console crisis. He yeah. doesn't quite know, like, oh. he's the Multi Platform Man, but he's. Well, Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah, you just gotta. Got to stick with PS4. Uh, yeah, he also says because like if it, if it's like he likes lots of different exclusives, that's multiple platform man. But multi platform to me says Mass Effect or Resi or something that also appears on Xbox and elsewhere. That's true. He's he's not thought this out. He sorry, isn't. sorry, man. Sorry, at Psalm sixty seven. Yeah, how dare you? You are wrong. Your opinion is wrong and you should feel bad. But also oh. he's right because he picked her eyes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. Just... Oh, I'm so torn. His, his kind of like. <laughs> His swinging nature's infecting the team now. What? Wow. I Let's did. move on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Ian Davis, uh, he comes in with a little bit of a left field suggestion, but he's most excited for Elite Dangerous. Ooh, okay. that's a good one. I'm guessing he's read the feature in this latest issue. Six I'd assume so. He, he didn't hype. put that information in there. He just said Elite Dangerous. But... I think uh, Mim's really excited about Elite she as well. Is. She is. Our, um, our operations editor. I think one of the fun things in the feature of this issue is um, so when I was over there they pointed out the fact that when you play Elite Dangerous Horizons online you're only playing with PlayStation 4 players however the entire world economy <coughs> is linked across platforms Oh, cool! and when you do things you are altering the balance of the uh, balance of power across the universe um, on PlayStation on Xbox and on PC right. so actually like if people were like driven enough to do this, there do, could like, plans. there could be a way to have all PlayStation players picking certain factions to yeah. back, all Xbox players picking certain factions to back, all PC players doing the same. I wouldn't be surprised if something and, like that happens. It's just classic. And loop. having like a literal console yeah, war. war. <laughs> uh, so even though you don't cross, you know, ships with anyone else or directly fight everyone else, you can be affecting the world. Uh, and you know to to mess up. I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens. There's so many like crazy anecdotes yeah. that I see coming out of Elite. Like it's just another world, isn't so, it? Yes. It's crazy. So yeah, and a uh, final pick. a final one from Twitter is uh, Rich Widowson. Hi, Rich. Uh, he he picks out a few. The one I'm gonna like pull out is Destiny Two. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Hasn't... Oh, do you know what? I actually read that tweet. He, I, I believe he said something like, sorry, Ben, Destiny 2, knowing, knowing Ben is absolutely not a Destiny fan. Um, yeah. I we am... don't need to go into it. That was 2016, Ben. New, oh, year, 20... new year, new me. New year, new Ben. Okay, come raid with me. No. <laughs> it's like not to mention my like complete ambivalence towards Destiny. Um, that is a great pick. I'm super excited about it. I think it's because we've they're really keeping it like mm. massively under wraps. We've yeah. not really heard a lot. 
Um, there's the thing about Vicarious coming on board, which, well, like, don't know if that's for Destiny 2 or for, like, keeping Just the Destiny vanilla universe. Destiny up. Yeah, I don't really know. That'd be the free um, But But it, it's really exciting to me that they're keeping it all under wraps and that is kind of meaning it's dropping off my radar while I get excited about other stuff, but... Obviously, like as a massive Destiny fan, I'm so excited, and and I, I'm just hoping that they properly go in with like a full mind blow, um, seeing as though they have managed to sort of like keep everything all sucked in at Bungie. Um, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. It's definitely coming out uh, 2017. Oh yeah, it will do. Uh, they, yeah. they did. They did confirm. Well, well, they've done like a big release once a year since the first game. With uh, I don't was the Taking King the year after. Taking him and then normally September is September is bungee bungee yeah. times, um, but we'll see, we'll see. And then uh, on Facebook, they uh, they kind of swung the other way. Uh, lots of Red Dead Two mentions. Oh, cool! Uh, Anthony Stevens, Wayne Fletcher, both men- and Adrian Parker all mention Red Dead Two. Adrian kind of jinxes it by saying, "Just hope no delays push it back oh, into 2018." We've So, Adrian, <laughs> if you're listening, and I'm sure you are. <laughs> uh, then if, if it does go back into 2018 the blame lies on your yeah we're going to dig step. up this tweet we're going to parade it around our social feeds yeah. um, but it's, it's it's slated for like autumn Four. right yeah, 2017 yeah, so. I, can't, I can't see them missing it I mean truthfully they've been working on this for years and years and years and years yeah. and they've given them they've announced it and said like it's not going to be for another year and a bit I, I would imagine that there has been a healthy buffer built yeah. into that Cool. I'll be shocked if they do delay. And it's been when did GTA Five come out on PS3? Was that 2013? Yeah, it would have been 2013, oh like September time as well. So it'd be four years by that point, and that's usually mm. the Rockstar cycle. So okay. we'll see. No promises. Again, yeah. that's another thing. Like they've locked down hard on that one. Like the trailer we've seen has been very light, light touch, and we did some analysis on that and trying to sort of like figure out where they're going to go with it. But um, yeah, I get I get really excited when you don't hear a lot about the games it's easy to get caught up in the hype of everything else but like for those ones like it's so much my job harder (laughs) (laughs) it's so much better when they they're just able to like really hit you with something um yeah the good news is for everybody who like wrote in they can now go out get our current mag see all the other great games coming out in 2017 find their new favorite massive preview section i think that kind of naturally draws us to the end of uh of the podcast Thank you very much for sticking with us because I know it's been quite a long one. Oh my lord! Um, We're making up for lost time. Yeah, we yeah, are, definitely. Uh, and well, I was going to say, hey, we're all back in the country now, and we're not on super short deadlines, so it won't be a problem. I'm jetting off to America next week. <laughs> um, but we will, we will put together a mini sode. We've been tending yeah. to do it every yeah. couple of weeks. We mini sode, and then another couple of weeks we do an issue one. We've got uh, very big plans this year for the podcast. Yeah. So hopefully it's gonna it's gonna remain as brilliant as it always is. Yeah. No, 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 it's gonna be better. Oh, yeah. Remain. Come on, Ben. P45. <laughs> this is... Uh, End with a nice, healthy firing. P45, footnote R. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Well, as always, you can uh, tweet in uh, or comment in questions <clears throat> to us on Twitter or Facebook for uh, the podcast. Normally, we tend to do like a little push before we're recording a new one. So we've got something to sort of chat about with you guys. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at OPM underscore UK. And on Facebook, we're just official PlayStation Magazine UK. You pop it in your little search bar. Um, I am at It's Jensim on Twitter. If you want to talk to me directly, if you want to talk to Ben, it's at Ben Tyra. Yes, and for now. Matt is at Paloki. Yeah, pending some crazy, m- excited Mass Effect changes or something. Yeah, yeah, need me. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, do get in touch with us. Um, we like to sort of like chat with you, and especially on our Twitter, like we like to sort of like show you what's going on in the office and stuff. 
Um, so yeah, keep it locked to us. Uh, and yeah, go get this this issue. Um, and the next one's coming out 17th of January. And it is another amazing one. This one is extra chunky. Uh, but the one on 17th of January is strong Christmas work from us. Um, and strong soundtrack so, CD. Yeah, and strong gift. Strong, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated on uh, on being able to sort of secure your copy of that. Make sure you get the CD. It's awesome. Until next time. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs>